Hello and welcome to the MTG Profits Podcast. This is episode number 24. Greetings all fellow planeswalkers. We're glad to have you with us. My name is Andy and is with me is my co-host Devin. Hey everybody. And we're here to talk about Magic the Gathering, all sorts of news, and of course, as our, our focus generally is, to get into the finance of Magic the Gathering and how that relates to you and how you can take advantage of that as well. And, Absolutely. Uh, also, as just, a side note, you want to give the plug? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just wanted to remind everybody to make sure they check out the website, mtgprofits.com. Also, uh, maybe check out some of our arena battles on YouTube. We're going to uh, maybe ramp up that a little bit, and uh, we'll see where that takes us. We've got some plans for that stuff moving forward. So, uh, you know, please check it out. And, uh, again, uh, mtgprofits.com. Yeah, check it out. Check out the Rubino battles. And, and uh, this last one uh, that was from last week, you could actually see uh, Devin win a battle. So that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> you, you must have run out of other ones to post. Well, there were so I many. I haven't uh, won any games. I one of these. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> Check that out there. Always more to come on that. Uh, for this week, we've got a, a couple news items that we're, we're looking at. Um, I'm just going to jump in. One thing I saw from the other day, you know, we're, there is always the, the constant flood of, of magic products. It seems like you know, it, there's always something new released. They're always announcing something new. New sets coming out. Uh, th- there's always something. Um, there was a hint that was that had come out. This was actually on, I guess, uh, February 4th, I think, is when it was kind of noted. And this was just in a tweet uh, from Mark Rosewater, who is the head designer of Magic and I, the, the figurehead here, uh, that there's going to be a next big product that is going to be related to the modern format. We, we don't know exactly what that means yeah. or when it's exactly going to release, uh, but we're going to sh- get more information here, it looks like, toward the end of February. You know, so, it's, it's funny. I, 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 I somewhat look forward to that. I, I kind of like the idea of modern. and I, I like modern as a format. I like being able to use some rotated cards and not have to worry so much about standard legality. And um, it's funny, that I don't know if you sort of perceive this as well, but Wizards seems to have a little bit of a love-hate relationship with Modern. Yeah. They'll go through periods where they really crap all over it. And mm-hmm. um, even to the point where they, uh, they um, you know, they'll disband all future GPs and they'll say, oh, we're not making any Modern Masters cards and, we, you know, we're done with this. And... Um, and uh, and then they and then they'll do something funny or silly like um, have uh, like an ultimate masters you know where they're selling essentially boxes that are very expensive based on the value of the cards in the secondary market yep. most of which are modern so <laughs> it, it's like they seem to need the modern cards to sell these high dollar uh, sealed product Fashion sets yeah but by the same token what they really want to sell is their standard legal sets yes. so they'll go through periods where it ebbs and flows it seems like where they'll they'll promote it and then they'll and then they'll you know depromote it or demote it you know and yeah. i always thought that was such a strange thing you know and uh i i like it i like the idea of of uh non-rotating formats so 
Yeah, I, I think that's good. I mean, I, I think we've talked about this before. Like the the, the products have seemed to be kind of all over the place. I mean, we, we we've got different sets that re- get released. Specialty Ultimate Masters. We've got you know dual decks. We've got all these you know Planeswalker sets. Conspiracy. You know, and sometimes it doesn't feel like there's I don't know maybe stability in in some of that. There's or consistency. It's just like well. We're gonna have a core set. Well, we're not gonna have a core set. Maybe there'll be a core set. And, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> and like you said, it, it's kind of it, it goes back and forth between some of these different sets and and I guess um, formats. And I, I don't know. I you know I I do agree a lot of I you know probably most of my decks are modern, but I'm I'm edging more towards standard nowadays. And um, you know I I haven't been impressed with any sort of modern product that's said to me i gotta go out and buy a box of that or cards from that because i, I want a chance to get x card yeah it's, it's never it's been, been a lure to me it's been quite a while since i felt like i'm gonna go buy booster packs to get specific cards i, I cannot remember it's been a long time since i've had that feeling i mean like well more than a decade and a half <laughs> I and can't I guess, remember the last time I even opened with a lot of the, these reprints. You know, what was the the last big one? Was that Ultimate Masters? I guess. Um, yeah, probably that one has has a lot of money reprints. And, and I mean, those are good reprints. And I, I guess a lot of my feelings was just kind of kind of the mixed on pricing those. Is really yeah, good. I just you know I would I would some of those are would be nice to haves, but like yeah. a lot of them were not like wow well, I really need to invest in that because I need you know this or that uh, yeah you know it would be different if you were trying to build like a top tier modern deck you would be exactly. kind of you'd be like wow noble hierarch is down to 42 bucks heck yeah yeah you know, so you know that would be different if you were like whoa i didn't want to spend 70 dollars on a noble hierarch exactly. you know so from that standpoint you'd probably be all over it you know but um you know since your decks are you know more like mine they're more casual than competitive you know it's not critical for us but um I think there is a must be somewhat large segment of the market where that still is uh, an issue where, you know, to the point where they're like, wow, these these boxes are awesome. And I don't know if you've seen this and I'll talk about it a little bit later, but uh, the prices of these boxes are are already, uh, you know, kind of substantial that the cheapest one now uh, eBay buy it now is three ninety. Wow. So they've gone up about a hundred bucks in the last couple of months. Very, very rapid rise. And uh, there's some talk that they'll be the first recently printed box to reach 500. Hmm. And I think you bring a good point too. It's as far as my attitude is concerned, I'm not a tournament level player and more the casual player. So, you know, these big staples do not interest me quite as much. Yeah, uh, you don't you don't need four ofs of all these expensive cards. Exactly. Now, if they were to print, you know, maybe a, a wider range of modern staples. Um, you know, I I might be more interested in it, uh, but even so, I'm I'll I'll keep my eyes open, but I'm not uh, necessarily gonna jump yeah. out of my seat here. You know, I I have a prediction for for that product that um that you were sort of mentioning before that modern specific product. Yeah. You know, I bet you dollars to donuts they are going to directly print into modern a card that has not been in standard. 
normally the only way to get a card into modern is to print it in a standard legal environment and then it migrates its way sure. into um you know it migrates its way into uh modern you know by by rotating out of yeah. standard yeah. and um Part of the problem with that, and they've said before, is that they're like, oh, the cards are too powerful. We we can't print them in standard. It'll break the format. And yeah. and that's always been their excuse for not printing new cool things, and uh, which I think is a super lame excuse. That, you know, great. they really need to explore, you know, the R and D space to make new cool items. But um, I bet you they will directly print modern legal cards into the modern environment, bypassing the standard environment, thereby selling more boxes of modern whatever than ever before because they will probably be decent cards like, you know, one mana removals, like fatal push equivalents, you know, things of that nature. You know, it would not surprise me one bit if they print a card that's never been printed before directly into modern. You know, so that modern and make it it modern legal because that would sell boxes. You know, and the, you we know Wizards is all about selling. They're all about the selling, and like you said, they've kind of, um, you know, how do you get into that market? It's a big market. People like it. They're already. It's kind of like old product. You can't inject, so to speak, new things into it instantly. Well, maybe you can bypass it and just and just do that. Put some yeah. new things out there, and get some more cash. They'll make it specialty cards or whatever. Um, yeah, that'd be a smart move. Yeah, it, it seems like it would, uh, honestly, it, it's, it, if I was them, if I was wizards, that's what I would do. I guess, you know? I guess it begs the question then, do they actually di- dictate the format guidelines, I guess? Essentially, yeah, because they control the ban list and everything. So, you know, it's a, it's a sanctioned format, much as standard is, much as commander is. Like, so you, if you're playing in modern... You are playing whatever Wizards tells you is modern legal. Yeah. So if Wizards comes out and says this new card, you know, Fatal Attraction, you know, is <laughs> is stand is modern legal and it's awesome, guess what? You're gonna be needing it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's that's true. That'd be pretty smart. I, you know, I was just thinking too. Maybe one other thing they could do too is. You know, reprints of more, you know, previous modern staples, but, you know, I guess kind of the same, you know, uh, alt alt art on those. Um, some new art uh, to, to kind of sweeten the deal for some of those things. Yeah, could be. And I don't know if I like the direction they're going with all these, like, super premium art products. I, I yeah. almost feel like it cheapens their value. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they have to walk a fine line with this stuff. And and I think they'll probably keep it with their ultra special boxes, to be honest with you, yeah. because honestly, if they start doing that with like these, you know, standard priced products, they're going to destroy the val- the specialness of these things. And then people won't be willing to pay a two hundred and fifty dollar booster box price like Ultimate Mythic Timmy Editions and, you know, these yeah, kinds of things. Yeah. I think they have to be a little bit careful and not burn the um, not burn all the buyers out on that stuff. Sure. I think they have to keep it somewhat special, and um, and not screw the pooch on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although, as per Wizards usual, they find something that works and they pump and they pump and they pump, you know, yeah. until they destroy it, and then they're like, "Oh, we're canceling that. We're we're no longer doing that." So, yeah, yeah, it is uh... sort of their their typical. M.O. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Mm. So well, I'd be uh, curious, so... but that's my that's my prediction. If yeah. I was a betting man, you know, that that would be my uh, my thought is they're going to print something directly into modern bypassing. Interesting. Standards. Well, I guess we'll find out, and mm-hmm. uh, pretty in short order, because I said February there should be some news on this. So that's right. um, not too much longer. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So get your wallets out. Get ready. <laughs> Prepare for your wallet to be ransacked. <laughs> the, the Prepare leader. to be so, uh... <laughs> That's funny. Mm. But speaking of uh, boxes and product, you you said you had some news too on uh, the box market. <laughs> I did. I did. This was going to be during the. I was up. I was going to discuss this during our our little financial segment and as and whatnot. But um, uh, do you want to wait? <laughs> It doesn't matter. No, it's, you know, it's, it's a right. good time to talk about it. The, Let's um, into that, then. Yeah. I didn't have any uh, specific picks today, but what I do have is kind of information on sealed product that is uh, timely and relatively recent and highly unusual. So it sort of has, uh, I guess it's, it's prescient and, I guess, uh, timely information. And uh, what I've noticed recently in the last couple of uh, last couple of weeks is, um, and most of this information comes from eBay, so mm-hmm. uh, there is there is that, and that's the, uh, my primary. Um, I should say my primary source for buying boxes cheap is is uh, eBay. I usually use that as a as a bellwether of what the box prices are doing. Sure. Part of the reason I use that is you can very quickly tell what the prices are currently, and you can use eBay's filters to find out what the boxes have sold at recently. So actually, you can you can observe completed sales, and you can observe the number of completed sales. Sure. And um, what I've noticed is that the recent box prices have actually been spiking in relatively... I would say surprising and substantial ways. Uh, boxes that have been sitting in the doldrums for years have started to uh, take a, a, a surprising uptick. Um, two in particular, the um, Conspiracy 2 Take the Crown and um, also the Return to Ravnica. Those boxes have been essentially, and I don't know if you remember all the hub, hubbub around the Conspiracy 2, um, just to refresh everyone's memory, Conspiracy One was a relatively um, a relatively good product. It was well received; people enjoyed it. Yeah, it I was what it. they uh, called <laughs> their summer product, and yep. um, and I, I personally enjoy the multiplayer format. I liked the idea of making cards for multiplayer. Other people did too, apparently, and the set was well received. Wizards made a gigantic blunder when they released uh, <laughs> Conspiracy Two. And they made it what they call print to order. It okay. was one of the first times, it, I believe it was the first time a summer magic set was print to order. Normally what they would have done is just released the product into the wild as a set run. And there would be X amount of pallets in the in the wild. And mm-hmm. once the supply dried up, that would be it. Yeah. And prices would, would follow the typical trajectory of once product became unavailable, it would slowly creep up in value. Sure. What, what they had done, and this was the first time they had done this with a non-standard product, was mm. they said, we are going to release this product as a print-to-demand product, okay. which basically means infinite product available. You want sure. more? We print more. We give it to you. Okay. And what that had, and what the effect of that was, was it absolutely devastated those box prices. Oh, I'm sure. I just crushed it. it. 
absolutely devastated the prices of the rares in the set. The boxes, everything, absolutely demolished it because the thought was, good lord, these are not a limited product, but an infinite product. Yeah. They're going to be so opened and so, you know. So essentially the prices bottomed so quick that everybody was afraid to touch it. It was radioactive. The stores would not buy the product. They would not hold the product because they were just like, why should we bother? We have two years to buy and sell this product, print to demand. So if it sells good in our store, we'll buy more and sell it instantly. But there's no reason to hold it because the product was so reviled. Um, Due to its perception, due to the perception that it would hold no value. Mm -hmm. And um, I think strangely, because of that attitude, the box prices have actually rubber banded. They've actually shot back up. I think because the the boxes were not hoarded like other boxes have been in the past. Yeah. So people were afraid to hoard them because they were a print to demand product. And I think as such, the boxes were not really held on to. And uh, now you you know you'd be hard pressed. The boxes right now are going for about 150 on eBay. Okay. Which is relatively high for a, for a recent set box price. Sure. Because this uh, is what uh, two years ago now we're talking. Yeah. Two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago, and um, I myself remembered, and I still have these boxes. I paid, oh boy, sixty nine dollars a box for these boys. Wow. Sitting on four of those. And, um, and I bought them at the low when everybody, you know, and honestly, part of the reason was, I, it's not like I can think, I, I can't say like, oh, this is going to go up. I did not think that at all. I was just like everybody else. I thought, well, this is value in the toilet, but you yeah, know what I'm thinking? Yeah. 70 bucks. This is fun to draft. Sure. You know, yeah. I'm just yeah. Buy these boxes. And every time I go to a meeting, you know, or, or you know, a, a gaming time with buddies and, you yeah. know, meet up with you and whatnot, yeah. it's like, this is fun to draft. This has value. This sure. has value to me. And so I snatched them up on the cheap and, um, and I'm sitting pretty now, you know, yeah. but, um, so that was an interesting thing. And, um, very strange. Yeah. <laughs> The other and even more surprising thing was uh, the RTR boxes. And I don't know if you've seen this, but RTR boxes have been, you know, in the toilet for the longest. And I mean, and RTR is like six years old now, I think. Okay. Yeah, the Return to Ravnica. Return to Ravnica, yeah. I want to say six or seven years old. And in as of like two months ago, you could buy these boxes for like 80 bucks shipped right to your house. Wow. And, um... And six years after release, can you imagine? You know, mm-hmm. one of the one of the the poorest performing Magic the Gathering product since Fallen Empires. Wow. <laughs> the Return to Ravnica block as a whole, RTR, Gate Crash, and the Reviled uh, Dragon's Maze. Um, you know, fun sets, good cards, yeah. printed yeah. to absolute oblivion. This was the first time that Wizards exploded their print runs, and um, this was during the height of Magic when they had the most players in the history of the game, I believe yeah. 12 million active. Wow. And um, so they printed these boxes to absolute oblivion. And uh, as of even like, just a couple of months ago, these were $85 a box, 80 to 85 shipped right to your door. Oh, and, uh, there are no longer any boxes for that price available. They now have crested the, uh, the magical glass ceiling of $99. So they now are a hundred bucks and wow. not available any cheaper than that anywhere and uh, they've actually been selling so it's a very strange thing and i don't know who's buying them 
Yeah. You know, I, I guess there's conjecture that maybe it's um maybe it's the new people into magic, you know, uh, playing yeah, arena maybe. and bringing more people in. I don't know. That doesn't sound right to me. No, because that doesn't sound right at all either. It really doesn't. Like, it just doesn't pass the sniff test or the common sense test. Yeah. If I was a new arena player, I wouldn't be sitting here thinking, let me buy old packs, you know? Yeah, you think, let me buy new packs. Let me buy the cards I'm familiar with, you know? Absolutely. I, I, so I, I don't know how much you can believe that, but um, that's what the the, the Reddits are, uh, are claiming. But um, I will say that it is interesting, and um, if you're sitting on those boxes, finally it is uh, their time to shine. It looks like so. So you're uh, saying if you have Conspiracy Two or Return to Ravnica, sell it. And uh, you know what? Actually, I'm I'm thinking at this point I would I would consider just keeping an eye on it and, okay. um, so and just watch. <laughs> it's they're finally making a run, especially the RTR boxes. They're finally starting yeah. to break out. Um, I would actually if the, the boxes to sell. I think are actually the Kaladesh boxes. Get okay. get ready to start selling those, um, because those boxes are. Um, uh, I think they're getting a little bit closer to 200 now. So, those boxes, I think, once they start to hit, once once they start to get to that level, uh, I'm I'm unloading. So yeah. right now you can get them for 179, and um, right around 200, I'm I'm unloading those. So that that that's for me personally. So I and I sure. think they will reach that level first. So yeah. I think they are going to hit the 200 level first. And um, I think for the conspiracy too, once they start reaching 170, that's when I would start to sell. Okay. So you know, and the downside to selling the boxes is there's a lot more costs associated with it. It's a little bit of a hassle. You lose six dollars in shipping. You lose 10 percent in eBay fees. So you know, if you're selling a box for 200, you know, you're losing. 206 or t- you're losing 26 dollars right off the top so you're only making 174 yeah so if you bought it for 100 you're still doing well you're still making 70 yeah that's still pretty good yeah so but um mm. i i like kaladesh at 200 pay attention to that keep tabs on your other uh, keep tabs on all your sealed boxes that are relatively recent they seem to be making a run um pay special attention to kaladesh i think that one's going to reach the sell point very soon are there so, any uh, boxes out there now that are dipping low that we should uh, pick up? You know what? There's really nothing. Nothing strikes me as something to buy right now. It okay. seems like the market is weirdly hot, and um, now is not the time to be to be buying boxes. And and yeah. I am a, I am generally a sealed box buyer. Yeah. And I am kind of watching the Dominaria boxes. So. I they they haven't dipped but they haven't spiked either, mm-hmm. and they are still in print and um so I, but they're coming out of print relatively soon so that is going to be the box that I am targeting personally for acquisition so okay. I and what I will probably do is sell out the Kaladesh boxes when sure. they hopefully when they reach around two hundred and I've got I think four of those and I'm gonna rotate probably. Probably I'm going to rotate most of that into Dominaria boxes. Yeah, I think Dominaria has a little bit of appeal for players. I think it was a fun I, set. I agree. I think you it's know? got some potential. Yeah, it was. A, it was. I, I don't know if you recall, but I I, I feel that that was one of the more most fun recent sets. Yeah. You know, it was the one that I personally want to own the most of of all the recent sets. So, you know, that's kind of where I'm where I'm going with that. And I bet you other people feel that way as well. And I could see two years from now, 
you know, or three years from now, people thinking, wow, I love Dominaria. And then people thinking, wasn't that the one Richard Garfield helped to design? Mm, yeah. He's the man, you know? So yeah. uh, I think actually that, that, that'll that be a future speculation target for me. I, I and agree with that, yeah. I'm going to try to pick those up below, certainly below 90. I think if I can see them for 84, that's my pickup point for that. So if I sure. see them for 84 bucks, then those are going to be snatch-ups for me. And um, and that's what I and I, I don't know if you do this either, but um, this is another thing that we all have to talk specifically about is like these eBay, these eBay promotions and eBay sure. bucks. I will very frequently wait until I get a fifteen percent off eBay coupon or twenty percent off eBay coupon, and uh, I'll use that to buy a booster box, dropping my cost basis to the seventies, you know, and then um, so I'll use that plus eBay bucks sometimes to. You know, because all these little things add up. So oh, sure. Know. Why not get it on sale if you can? Basically. Absolutely. You know, because the only thing that really matters when you sell your product is your cost basis. You know, yeah. so if you see something for ninety bucks and you get eight dollars off that, so then you're looking at you know eighty eighty two bucks, mm-hmm. and then you you purchase it with a credit card that gives you two percent back. So now you're getting another you know dollar sixty off. So now you're at like eighty bucks. Uh, you know, and then if you so your cost basis really matters. So it, it really gives you insulation against downside. So I very, I very specifically wait until I see those, you know, 20 percent off coupons, 15 sure. percent coupons. And, um, you know, and if anybody's interested, that's actually an, a direction that we could go. I could I, I could put out urgent <laughs> messages or urgent alerts when I get those mess when I get those and what the codes are. The the downside to them is and and I've sent them to you before too. Is I've they last uh, yeah. yeah they last twenty four hours so yeah, you sure. have to move on them. So I don't know if anyone's paying enough attention to that to make it you know worth worthwhile for me to scramble to put them up. But um, I am happy to do that if if people are interested. So. Uh, that's something that, um, you know, so that I know, can... I guess I know. Yeah. And I have seen other websites do that. It's it's other a good idea. Related websites post these codes. So, you know, it's not uh, going unnoticed. Yeah, I mean, it makes a difference. You know, it really does. Your cost yeah. basis matters to your profits. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So that's the booster box news. Cool. Yeah. But I know you've got... Uh, like one or two things. I've got one more thing here, and just uh, something you know we've we've keep an eye on here as it goes, and we we're enjoying it, and and watch our matches on YouTube, and that's of course uh, Magic Arena. Uh, there was an update for that recently. That happened. Uh, well, actually, I guess it's actually scheduled for uh, the 14th, so Valentine's Day. Uh, the arena is going to be happening uh, early morning, um, and it's going to have a couple different updates. Uh, we're going to be having a, a little difference, a little new update in the direct challenge. So when you direct challenge somebody, you will have a couple options here. You'll be able to change your match to either a best of one or a best of three. And you can also decide um, on as far as how who's going first. You can do it where you do a coin flip, or uh, if you win the coin flip, you get to go first. Or if the opponent wins the coin flip, they get to go first. Um, so a couple more options there. Uh, personally, you know, I don't care about going that, to be, but <laughs> is there going to be a friend list? Have you heard uh, anything about a no, friend list? Oh, no, good lord, that is not one of the improvements. At least not noted in these some these notes. <laughs> good grief! 
they were going to have uh, some more integration with Discord uh, for their gaming communities and everything. Uh, I don't, the Discord, I, I find... Uh, I, I personally am not a fan. Let me put it that way. Uh, I don't know if you have any experience with it. The audio quality is much. garbage. It's like uh, basically like a chat user group, and um, it blows up your phone all the time. I, I, it's like people are just. It's like a. a it's like a horrible group group text. Is is my is the best way to describe uh, to describe that. Uh, yeah. So not, it's like I know I for a little while I was on like the Discord feed for some force of will stuff and i was like god i gotta get out of here my phone is just blowing up nonstop with a with effectively what are text messages Ugh. and i was like oh good lord and I, you know i guess maybe if you were super into something you might want to be constantly bombarded but but yeah. boy it was it was too much for me hmm. and that was like more of a quiet game it's not like sure. a huge community like magic i can only imagine what a magic the gathering discord server is like oh, it's yeah. probably like a, a little taste of hell on earth sounds like a magic card could you imagine all the magic trolls all over the discord oh god the trolls are are probably hard at work i mean that's where they live is the internet and this is their favorite stomping grounds where they get to to voice all their vitriol and the venom oh yeah (laughs) the relentless blather so a couple other little notes here too. There's going to be some improvements to the deck builder. So you'll be able to filter your decks by format. So you can do uh, your standard time, decks, your popper decks. They'll have, decks, they'll have rotation soon. Decks. Yeah, so that's a good idea. That's actually uh, not bad. Uh, I mean, although I, I still pretty much just only have standard decks. So <laughs> you know, guess what? Everyone does on Arena because that's all that's available. Exactly. I mean, I guess you could make a popper deck, and I I do actually have one popper deck, but um, I, it's not very good. Uh, <laughs> that's a uh, that's a change they had to make because soon, uh, what is it? The Ixalan block will be rotating. So yeah, yeah. so they they have to get ready to prepare for modern because. There will be modern playable cards in the form of Ixalan cards on that form. On that, that's uh, interesting. We'll see how they handle that. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that's why they're. Uh, I'm sure that's why they're going to have start to. For it. Yeah. Exactly. I'm sure that's what it is. Uh, let's see. There's some more language support for a couple of different languages, and just some overall uh, bug fixes and other um, enhancements. Um, um, I will say that I've been. And I don't know if this has been your experience, but I would say I'm relatively happy with the with the relative lack of bugs. I mean, there are a few issues, and initially it seemed like I had tons of trouble connecting to the server, quote unquote. Sure. But um, I, you know, very few, like relatively few bugs for <laughs> for a Wizards product, especially. Absolutely. You know, I would have expected to be riddled with problems. You would think that there would there would be more bugs than there are. Based and, on their uh, past performance of electronic product, and even physical product for that matter, you know? Yeah. Good God help them print I mean, I, I guess when you think about it, I mean, Magic essentially is rules, and if you have a rule, you can build logic to, uh, you know, carry out that rule and its interactions. They've never proven adept at this in the past. No, <laughs> but then, you know, Magic has so many weird scenarios and weird cards that break the rules... And other just about the actual play style and and uh, order of effects that I, I can understand how this could be very complicated 
um, yeah. with such a large card pool to to have make it work. Yeah, I I don't disagree. That's why I'm I'm pleasantly surprised at the lack of crashes and broken. Yeah, things. so yeah, I I definitely say that's a, a definitely a bonus. So I mean, they they I've you know never really maybe once or twice there was some I had some suspicious activity that I thought that the logic wasn't quite right on, but. Um, you know, on the whole, you know, 90, 90% of the time or more, I think it, it everything works. It works correctly. Uh, yeah. And uh, the interface... Surprisingly good. Yeah. Yeah, surprisingly good, I would say. You know, the games aren't crashing or, you know, anything like that. And yeah. the pairings happen relatively quick. I don't know if they're out necessarily accurate all the time, but... Uh, you know, and that's the other thing. They've they've done away with the uh, ranking system for casual games yeah, as well. Yeah, they have, so. yeah. And uh, I would say it was very, can do, very right. hard to. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah. right. Yeah, and I still do. I still do ranked. I think for all the drafting purposes. Yeah. Um, but they've taken it away when you just click play. It does not not show a rank anymore. Like I used to be like silver two. It doesn't show a rank anymore. Well, you can do ranked casual. Really? Right? Does it still show a ranking though? You I, have I, to select it. Hmm. Yeah. Because I'll have like to look when into you. That. The uh, what do they call it? The edge or the arrow? Uh, yeah. The slide out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can select uh, play, and you can just do play. I think it. There's like, I think there's two options: play unranked and play ranked. I'll have to look into that. So you can switch it to ranked if you want to. I, I, I jump back and forth personally, but I'll have to look at it. I thought uh, they had done away with it for some reason. But probably yeah, because I just, there. It might I not just be go to that lower right corner. Yeah, exactly. I probably just click the default play button is, is yeah. what I typically do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you don't switch it, it's not going to hmm. do it. But. I'll have to take a look. Any other uh, news items? You know, not really. Not not for me. I have uh, That's about all my news. All right. Yeah. Well, uh... I know you've got a pick or two that... I got uh, a couple picks. Yeah. I mean, you know, when we, we started talking about Ravnica Allegiance... Uh, you know, I looked at the list of cards, and I made a big list of all the cards I really like from the set. And I still have more cards on this list to, to talk about, and I think more that are, are worth your picking up. And these, like I said, are, are cards that I wish I had and would like to have in my collection. Uh, you know, for cards that I think will do definitely increase in value, but I and also cards that I think that are unique or they have uh, some sort of interest, uh, interest for the for the game and have some sort of value. Um, as well, uh, things that I would definitely want to pick up and and uh, and have. Uh, so I, I've got a pretty long list here, and and I think as we said, you know, the only way to really assure profitability is if you bought everything. <laughs> <laughs> if you bought every card, you did four X of every card, you will make some money back on some of those cards. Yeah, so, you'll lose money on a bunch of them too. It's absolutely. hard to know. That's yeah. the only guaranteed way to. <laughs> make a profit. <laughs> That's funny. At the same time, making a loss. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but a few cards I think are, are worthy of your picking up. Um, first off, this is becoming more and more in some of the other um, uh, kind of standard decks we're seeing this um, with one drops and things, and a lot of decks that have against recursion and things like that. Maybe some spectacle decks. Um, that's the Gutter Bones. Uh, he's Ooh, a Ravnica yeah. Allegiance. He's a rare. Uh, right now, he's going for about uh, about eighty cents, ninety-five cents or so. Um, he's a black card. 
And he is a 2-1, which is good. He enters the battlefield tapped. Yep, 2-1 yep. for 1. Yep, 2-1 two, one, two, one for 1, which is good. Uh, but you can pay 1 colorless, 1 black man, return him from the graveyard to your hand, and only if your opponent has lost life this turn, and only during your turn. So, you know, another one of these things where you can keep getting him back, potentially. Yep. Um, so he's good. You know, he's always good it's also a skeleton, too, so he's a currently relevant creature type with the um, that skeleton master that gives them all plus one, plus one, and death touch or whatever. Are you thinking the, um, the death zombie guy? master? I'm sorry. It's like the zombie... What the heck is he called? Uh, he's like the zombie lord that gives skeletons and zombies plus one, plus one, and death touch. And he's currently standard legal. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, the death he's, bear. I believe so. Yeah, he's in M19. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought he was only zombies, though. Oh, no, you're right. Skeletons and zombies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he does work for the Death Baron, who's going to give uh, skeletons you control and other zombies you control plus one, plus one death touch. Yep. Which is uh, pretty juicy, too. Yeah, so that makes him a 3-2 death toucher for one mana that has grave self-graveyard recursion. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. And we've pretty seen good. this before with a lot of these black creatures who have very low casting costs who can come back from the graveyard. Yeah. Um, what was the other really big one? The uh, one that's currently in use is that other skeleton The um, that uh, you pay two mana to bring him back. Uh, there's been a couple of them that have been really big. Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, the Nether Shadow was the ba- ba- back that, in the day. He was back in the original yeah, day. Yeah, back in the then day. There's the that, that one vampire. Do you oh, gosh, yeah. The, um, that's Everybody a really wanted one. that guy. That's an expensive one. Oh, my goodness, why can't I think of that? He's yeah. only, I think, two mana, and yeah, he's coming come back. back whenever you... Oh, gosh, I can't remember his name. But, yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, gosh, we'll Rare from... Oh, boy. Back in uh, Innistrad, wasn't it? Oh, gosh. Innistrad, or... or it, I thought it was one of the Innistrad sets. Uh, I could be wrong. Boy, it's going to drive me crazy now that I can't think of it. Um, I have a bunch of them, too, because they're in my little vampire. I can't think of the name of them. He's a vampire. He comes back. Um, goodness gracious. Um, I want to say it was from... Um, or is it further back? Zendikar. I want to say it was a Zendikar card. Zendikar? Yeah. That could be. Uh, I know he's been... He's uh, been reprinted several times. Yeah, and we haven't we haven't seen him for for a while. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can figure out what the heck it is. It's it's gonna annoy me now that I can't think about it. But. Exactly, he was pretty good though. Um, He's a good one. I know everyone out there is is screaming. That's this guy. <laughs> I know, I know. People are like, "You idiots!" <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What the hell's wrong exactly. with you? <laughs> Should know that vampire. He is awesome. Yeah. Oh goodness. Well, we'll we'll figure it out, and we'll try to have that before the end of this episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, moving on, though, a couple of other things that I think we should should also pick up. You know, we've talked about cards that do unique abilities or are just of a, of, of a peculiar type. It's, it's the bloodgast. The bloodgast. Yeah, there you it, go. Yeah, it was it was Zendikar. Yeah. Yeah. Bloodgast. Yeah. Boy, he's a pricey little bugger. He's a two-one for two. He can't block, but he has haste as long as you have less than 10. Mm-hmm. And he's got the landfall you bring him back into play. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Little boy's pricey little sucker at 16 bucks. Ooh. Uh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, but, yeah, so things that are unique, we always keep our eye on. And one thing that's unique, and we see this, I'd say, almost every set, but not always, is cards that have alt-win conditions. Those always yeah. have a little bit of, you know, mild, mild, Yeah, mild cult following. Yeah, because I, they, I like they, alternate wins. Yeah, I think it's kind of fun. It, it gives you almost a different way to play Magic. And, yep. uh, you know, we've seen a couple of these take off and, and definitely uh, increase in price. And uh, this set's no different. We've got the Simic Ascendancy in Ravnica Allegiance. Oh, uh, yeah. so this is a green-blue enchantment. Pay a colorless green or blue to put a plus-one counter on a target creature you control. And then when it gets enough counter, or whenever you put a plus-one counter on it, put a counter on the Simic Ascendancy. And then if you have 20 or more counters, you win the game. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, so not you know it fits with all the mechanics, with all these plus-ones. You know, plus one is is a uh, is a theme that goes throughout Magic, especially uh, with the Simic. Especially with the Simic, and this card has, has hit it hard, uh, and not you know not impossible to do. Certainly easier than some of these other alt cards. Uh, you know, I actually played in a, a draft the other day, and someone had this out, and on there in the draft they got this up to thirteen counters, thirteen fourteen. Whoa, okay. So it, it actually got up there. He he crushed me before that happened, but. Uh, <laughs> Wow. It, it was a lengthy match, and he almost pulled it off. I was almost, I was starting to get afraid that he was going to actually do it. You know, this is a pretty nice card because it's not an expensive one either. It's like 35 cents. Exactly. You know? So this is and, a cheapo uh, for yeah. you. Yeah, it's a nice one. I, I think this could easily go for a, a dollar. <laughs> I, I think you're totally right on this one. This one, given time, I think can only go up. So yeah. this one's going to probably be its floor might be 28 cents. I don't think it's ever going lower than that no. because I think it can only realistically go up because it is an alt win and it does also help propagate tokens on your token desirous creatures. So, yep. Nope. you know, it's pretty good. So absolutely. Uh, and the last one I have, I know, I think you mentioned this, Way back at the beginning, when during spoiler season, that is as one of your picks. But I'm just going to reiterate this one too because it's it's on my list and uh, I think it's pretty good. Uh, you know, I, and I think this um, clan has been kind of struggling a little bit. That's the the Orzov is, is trying to find their home in, in standard here. Um, the black white clan specifically. Uh, and this is one of their legends, uh, the the Tessa Karloff. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, she's uh, two colorless, a white and black, legendary creature. And uh, if a creature, two, four, uh, and if a creature dying causes a trigger ability of permanent control to trigger, that ability triggers an additional time. So that's great right there. And then her second part, creature tokens you control have vigilance and lifelink. Well, that's great, too. <sighs> yeah. Two really is, good abilities. Yeah, you know what? If this card was three mana... It would be all over the place. You would see this thing left and right. It's exactly. like it's like one mana too expensive, and that's why I think it hasn't quite found a home yet. And, um, and that's, that's the comments that I've seen too. People say yeah. it's too expensive. It's, it's, you know, it's just a little too much to play. Yeah, and you know what it is? There's not currently any death trigger that's super awesome right now no. but but you're right this is the kind of card that if such a thing all of a sudden got printed in the next set 
all of a sudden she doubles in value, especially if it's a white creature, you know, like I could see a white creature that when it dies, you get a, you know, or, you know, I guess this would be going in currently, it would just be going in those, um, the afterlife decks, decks, you know, yeah, you'd get yeah, double type. the afterlifes. But if you had some sort of angel or something that says when it dies, you produce a three, three angel or something weird. I, I could see something like that happening. Absolutely. You know, yeah. I, I don't think it's a question of if it's going to happen. It's, it's a question of when. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's going to happen. I think you're right. This is the card for that, you know, and, uh, and I could see like, you know, white does have a lot of comes into play and, you know, it's like, you just, just got to wait for a leaves play effect, you know? Yeah. So it's uh, it's got a lot of potential. I like it. I, I also like it as a, a potential commander pick. Exactly. You know? So yeah, because uh, you know, in commander, you got a whole different subset of cards to to draw from. Uh, if this was mythic, and if it was like three bucks, I'd be all over this card mm-hmm. because I think it would be eventually a. a a very fun sort of alternate commander that we would see some play. And because um, then there's a lot of those evoke cards and stuff that you yeah. could use. And um, and uh, so, yeah, that would be pretty, pretty awesome. Now, now, correct me if I'm wrong, too. So if you had, let's say, the uh, the Doom Dissenter, uh, which is a 1-1, when he dies, you get a 2-2 zombie. Would he trigger twice and you get two zombies? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, what I thought. Yeah, exactly. So there, there is some potential for this. It, the the potential just hasn't been powerful enough. the The creatures that have been produced, or the effects that are being produced when these creatures are 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 um are dying, uh, is hasn't been enough to push uh, Tasia over the over the yeah. yeah into into heavy use yet. So, I can see I, something too. Maybe like when this creature dies, uh destroy target creature or something like that yeah kills a creature when it dies (laughs) yep exactly boom then it happens twice yeah it'd be like the the opposite chupacabra (laughs) the reverse cabra (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) that's awesome opposite cabra i don't know Uh, yeah who knows that you're exactly right it's like apacabra Apocabra after <laughs> apro- apropos cabra? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think eventually something cool will be printed that makes this good. Absolutely. And um and I do think it has it has some potential as a fun commander card, mm-hmm. you know. So I like vigilant and lifelink tokens too. <laughs> Absolutely, especially in the black white tokens deck, you know. I know. It, again, still, if this card was three, if this card was three mana, this would be a six dollar card right now. Yeah. So. Because it could find a home in that black-white tokens modern deck. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so yeah. So, to, to, I guess to recap, uh, you know, think about picking up the the gutter bones, uh, the yeah. Simic ascendancy, and uh, uh, the black-white legend Tesa Karloff. Yeah, I really like that Simic ascendancy too. I think that's a good choice. I, I think you can't really go wrong with that one. So no. that one has by a whole bunch of me written all over it. Mm-hmm. So exactly. Yep. Keep tabs on your boxes, especially recently purchased ones, and um, target around 200 to sell your um, Kaladesh boxes. I think that'll be the first box that we see that has a, a, a hard sell moment. So I don't think it's that far away. I think it'll probably be within a couple of months. So Coming up soon. Yeah, maybe by summer. So nice. get ready to unload. Unload upon the the marketplace. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
And I guess a big teaser, we've got uh, our 25th uh, episode is coming up. 25 episodes is uh, not too shabby, I think. Excellent. So we will have uh, something special planned for that. So uh, That's stay right. tuned. And he set up something special. So we got, uh, something something special. So uh, we hope to, to have you here and uh, join us uh, for that episode. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, once again, just to reiterate, feel free to check out mtgprofits.com. And, uh, you know, I think that's where I would post uh, information on uh, on those uh, eBay tickets or eBay, uh, uh, I guess, cost reduction codes. So, yeah, I mean, we could put a headline up there. And I think, too, a little uh, news blast, uh, podcast blast would be, uh, would be good. Would be good. Yeah, We've got those little news flashes we do. It hasn't been anything too exciting lately. It hasn't been but... anything extremely newsworthy, but um, yeah. that's exactly right. Of immediate... Right. Uh... <laughs> immediate release. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, I think that's actually not a bad idea. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll keep tabs out for those little codes, and uh, I'll news blast them out. Sounds good. Yeah. Very good. Cool. Well, have, a, have a great night, everybody. May great all week, everybody. Picks, uh, be profitable. Sweet. See you. Good night.